Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, we're continuing the message we started at the beginning of the week where Bishop Clark used Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 1 and 2 as the background scripture for part 2 of the message, Renew, Reloaded. One of the battles in renewing the mind is to recognize what's false, come out of that world and come down, beam into the real world. The real world is created by God. The real world is created by Christ. You have not learned these things through him. Don't trust anything that didn't come from Jesus. Even if you like it. Because what you like may not be what God's like. God likes. You're renewed in the spirit of your mind. That spirit in your mind. The ability to be here. To be here. Close your eyes for a moment. Just go along with me, if you will. Surrender for a moment. I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine a, uh, a mountain full of snow. And you're moving toward it. Snow is everywhere. And you see tracks along the path. Possibly a deer. Possibly some type of antelope. Or some type of four-footed hooved. Uh, beast and then you also see paws in the sand possibly uh, some type of cougar or possibly a bear you keep going higher and higher and you see some some black coal and some volcanic ash and you open your eyes and you realize that you're on Mount Fuji in Japan can you see it can you see it in your mind well, open your eyes and beam back because you're not there. You're here in Palm Bay, Florida. There are people who are going distant lands in their imagination. And if we see someone who lived there too long, we'll say they're out of balance. They need medication. But what happens is many of us are living these lives, these visiting these worlds constantly you it's not even surrendered to god the imagination that's not surrendered is an abomina abomination to the lord you must give god you got to be renewed in that imagination surrender it to the lord he wants to give you pictures of what he wants to do in your life through the word of god not just dreaming not just dreaming about a better day a new day the best day is in Christ. The best day is in Jesus. I don't feel like it, Bishop. Well, you're not a man or woman of faith. You walk by faith, not by feelings. So we're renewed in the spirit of our mind. You can see by our little exercise that you can visit distant lands while you're right here. 
And that's why you could be in church and your mind is on the other side of town. You have to renew your mind. The wars are between the two ears. What is the problem with the mind? There are many who believe that the only problem with the human mind is the lack of more education or knowledge. Like the more, actually people believe that if you have more knowledge, that the knowledge or the education becomes your redemption. The more education you get, the more knowledge you get, just kind of treat it like it saves. That's personally and socially. You would say, how do you know that, Bishop? Uh, several billion people are on Facebook, picking up knowledge all of the time. These, these positive sites, and people are like, oh, that's good, that fits me. That's fit. It's not even word. It may be catchy, but we're more knowledge. Ooh, I got, ooh, that's my word for the day. Okay, how, do you, how are you applying these things to your personal life? Some people believe if I just get more education, then the mind won't invent scams. The more educated you get, your mind won't go to the dark side, but we know that's not true. People tap into all kinds of stuff with great minds. Great minds form terrorist attacks. It's not a, a mediocre mind. Whoever did 9-11, Bin Laden and his troops planned that out and they did it to perfection. But we know, and they're educated and very wealthy, we're able to hit the great eagle with such force, we're still trying to recover from that attack. We're still trying to recover. What the Russians did at our last election, great minds, KGB, uh, uh, what's his name, Vladimir, uh, Vladimir, Vladimir? Is it a P or an F? Vladimir, Vladimir Putin. This is, no, I'm telling you right now, at least 12 years ago, I told our church, look for that name. You're gonna, it may be 15 years ago. I saw something on the news 15 years ago, and I said, I, told, I was standing here, I said, watch that name. Vladimir Putin, right? This man and his KGB experience has, has tainted our election so far today, and that he foresaw that America can implode from the inside out with no trust at all. And right now, we're the most divided. Democrats say, I want, we want to impeach the president. Republicans are standing behind him no matter what happens. And the nation is divided. Okay? That was the plan of a great mind. That we would never trust each other. Y'all understand? So you got to look at it. Just because you got education doesn't mean redemption comes through it. That's just one. What about embezzlement? Great minds are able to go into folk account, pull money out. Just about... $3 out of your account, do that to a billion people, how much money do you have? You would notice $3 because you don't check it. You know how many billionaires have been made because they can take 10 cents out of your account? You do that to a billion people, what do you have? Think about it. Great minds are doing that right now. What about China? China, China. The great copier. What are they doing right now? They steal your secrets. 
Have you ever been, have you ever had Siri on, your, your, your uh, iPad is on, and all of a sudden it'll just start talking to you? I promise you these people are listening to your conversation. Great minds, man created that. When Steve Jobs died, most people around the world heard of his death on devices that he made. Great minds. Bezos, uh, Amazon, great mind. Started out selling books online. Now the Amazon River is like the tentacles are going around the world. Did you see that little that show on, on CNN about Amazon? It's amazing what they're doing. They want to take over the world. They said, we're going to call it Amazon. And if you think about the river, you start thinking about the Amazon and how it flows. And you see what he saw in his mind. <laughs> $160 billion he's worth. A trillion dollar company. In the last, the church, the, 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 the company is about the same age as our ministry. They've taken over Washington, Seattle, Washington. Taken over building buildings downtown great things are going on around the country they're developing technology that's blowing the minds of many even now sometimes I don't want to go to Walmart I just want to go on my phone Bleep. it comes right to the church a great mind not an angel a great mind did that education can't save you though what about radio rudeness? People are so rude today, just say anything and everybody's just laughing about it. No chivalry at all, all coming from great minds. If I can just get more education, everything would be all right. But Paul says, and it parallels Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The spirit of your mind. What is the spirit of your mind? Write it down. The spirit of your mind. Our minds, we call, has a mindset. Your mind has a mindset established. And everyone does. If you don't believe you do, if you're challenged, you'll begin to see it. If someone starts walking on your sacred cows or your idols, you'll see what your mindset is. Even if you're wrong, you will defend wrong. Think about how you've justified what you know in your spirit, not in your heart, because you can't trust your heart. But your spirit tells you you're wrong, but how you've justified it. You protect it. That's your mindset, and it needs to be renewed. We don't just have a view. We have what we call a point of view. We don't just have the power to perceive a thing or to detect a thing in our minds. We have posture in our mind, a certain posture, a certain demeanor. We have a certain bearing, a certain attitude, even bent toward it. Paul said we need to stand up straight and be renewed in the spirit. You could be saved and still twisted. I know that you go, oh, what, what do you mean, Bishop? <laughs> you can be saved and still twist. Bent. You can be in the proximity of Jesus and still have an issue, afflicted. 
You can know him if you're not renewed because the scripture says he put the church, put the fivefold ministry in the church for the perfecting of the saints. Which implies that though you're saved, you're not perfectly fit yet. You're still twisted. And you have to get, submit to the will of God to straighten out these limbs. But it's in your mind, your posture, the posture of your mind being bent towards certain things. For every believer, we got to get straightened out. If you didn't get straightened out when you first got saved with some good teaching, you got to do it now. And even after you do it, you got to keep the devil under your feet. Keep your eye on Jesus and the devil under your what? Feet. What is the problem with our minds? It's not merely that we are finite in our minds. In your mind, you are fallen. Oh, there's greatness in you. There's, yeah, there's great. Jesus is in you. There's greatness. But in your natural nature, that sin nature and the divine nature, God, it cohabits the same body. So even when you get saved, your spirit gets saved. But in your soulish realm, that sinful nature still stands there. And you must recognize it. And you have to keep it dead. Y'all understand me? If you say, well, Bishop, how do you know that? Well, have you ever seen someone that just starts acting totally out Paul talks about uh, several kinds of, of, of believers first you have the carnal man you have the spiritual man you have the natural man you have the bastard you have the uncircumcised man and you have the son you have the spiritual man you have the spiritual man is born again but you can be a spiritual man and still carnal. That means you're not surrendered to the Lord. You always respond fleshly, fleshly. Somebody gets you mad, you forget, you say, start cussing. That's carnal. It's the most, most frustrating part of God, uh, of a man or woman who's with God and still carnal. Carnality. How many of us had them? Carnality. How many of us, how many of us have just been carnal? You just, you went through a phase. You just into yourself. And that's the most frustrating. Not the natural man. The natural man is a person who's not saved. He'd never been born again. How can he receive the things of God? Because it's given unto him by God's spirit. He's natural. You don't expect for him to pick up the things of God. But a carnal man is frustrating because you should know you haven't surrendered your mind to God. He saved you, but you're still straddling the fence. You make a decision every day. I'm not going to straddle. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm coming home. The bastard says, I can't take any correction. That needs, that's that bent that needs to be corrected. When someone starts correcting the bastard now, I don't have a daddy. You can't tell me what to do. This is my life. That's what you hear from. Unsubmitted to anybody. The uncircumcised can't feel anything. Still got a veil over their hearts. That's what Jeremiah says. And that veil must be taken away. Not natural circumcision, but circumcision of the heart. And foreskin will try to grow again spiritually. You got to keep it circumcised. And then the son is a person who submitted to the Lord. Like um, Isaac was. Even if he lays you on the altar, you're not trying to get him... 
You're not trying to get up. Whatever he says to you. Come on, Slad. We're going up the mountain to worship. But Dad, where is the, where is the wood? I'm sorry, where is the lamb? I see the knife and I see the wood. Where is the sacrifice? God will provide. Don't worry about that, son. He's cognizant. He can see. I don't see no lamb, but I see a knife and I see some wood. And you're talking about going up on Moriah to do what? Don't worry about all that. Just follow me. The son is submitted, even when he doesn't understand. Gets all the way up there. He allows his daddy to bind him. Lay him on the altar. And draw the knife like this. And when Abraham was about to plunge it in his chest, God said, Abraham, don't kill the lamb. The boy still lays there, submitted. The Hebrew writer, it may be Paul or Apollos, said in a figure, God considered Isaac as dying and resurrected. He was a type of Christ, totally submitted to God. Because he was going to allow his father to cut him open as he laid there. And God says, I consider his faith. It's a resurrection, it's a resurrection faith. Because he submitted to me as a son. Thank you, Lord. And that's what we have to come to if we die with Christ. Total surrender to the Lord. And it's not easy. That's why you need a word and you need to practice these things daily. Listen to me very carefully. Uh, Romans 12 and 2 again, by the renewal of your mind, by the renewal of your mind, be not conformed to this world, but by, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It is useless as believers for us, useless as Christian, exalting Christians, Christ-exalting Christians, to be conformed to this world uh, around us. It is useless for us if we allow, if we're Christ-exalting Christians, to be conformed to the natural world around us. We cannot display his light if we're conformed to the world. You may think you are, but you're not. The knowledge isn't God. The word demon means knowledge. Demonic. Demons, intelligence. Entities that are intelligent. They can speak multiple languages. They know history. They know all of these things. They know uh, all technology. They are very skilled at it. Because Satan is called the God of this world. So just because you know how the world works doesn't mean God is with it. He's the God of the world. It's not an intellect. It's in totally allowing God to conform you into who Christ wants you to be. It's very challenging. This message is very challenging for a lot of people because it's, you know, anybody can get some, you know, messages that just push us up. You're going to be all right. You're going over, okay? You don't get your mind right. Five years from now, you'll be sitting right there. Get your mind right. Get it, get it in the word of God. God will bless you. Hallelujah. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. This word transform is only used one time in the Bible, in the Gospels. The other time is shown in Romans chapter 12. Do you know where it is? One time in the Bible. And it's, it's, it comes from the Greek word metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, and you'll find it in Matthew chapter 12. I'm sorry, uh, chapter 17 and verse 2. I'm going to look at verse 1, 2, and 3, Matthew chapter 17. Six days uh, later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. This is the New Living Translation. 
he took, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. We call it the Mount of Transfiguration. As the men watched Jesus appeared, his appearance was transformed, scripture said. Look at what happens. His face begins to shine. His face began to shine like the sun, the scripture says, S-U-N. And his clothes became as white as light. And then suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared with him on the mountain. The NIV says it like this in verse 2. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun again, not the S-O-N, but like the literal sun. The supernova. And his clothes became white as the light. Can the church say amen? amen? Wow, what a sight. Peter didn't know what to do with that. So he said, let's build a tabernacle for Moses, Elijah, and you. God had to interrupt Peter. Again, his mind wasn't renewed. You know what I'm saying? He's looking at spiritual things and trying to attach natural things to it. That's what we have a tendency of doing that every day. Ooh, I know what that means. No, you don't. Ooh, God, my God. Let's build a tabernacle for Jesus, a tabernacle for Moses, a tabernacle for Elijah. Three churches. You got a church of law. You ain't right until you follow these rules. You got to pull your dress all the way down. You need to have white clothes on. You can't ever laugh in church because that's a sin. You take it to the extreme. Very religious. That's Moses. Moses could not have a good time at Truth Reveal. He'd be like, God's going to strike us down. We better praise. You better praise him. You better praise him. <laughs> Where are you? Where you at? Lightning's going to strike you. I may call down fire at any time. Elijah's prophecy. Churches are full of that. People coming every week wanting to be prophesied to. Give me my future. Tell me. Fortune tell me. That's what prophecy is right now. People living on it every week. It's only designed to supplement your word. Not to control everything you do. You need to learn how to eat daily bread and let the word come alive in you. Meditate on it day and night. It will make your way prosperous and you will be renewed. Prophecy can't renew mine. It's too quick and it's like getting a steroid shot spiritually every day. And if you did that, your kidneys would suffer. You can't live in the presence like you got to come out of the presence and then walk in the earth and fulfill it. You got to climb a mountain and be transformed and your face shines. Then you're going to come down off the mountain and deal with some issues. That's how you learn to walk with Jesus. Because he didn't stay there forever. Look at it now because it's there. External transformation is the aftermath of us being transformed on the inside. In other words, when you shine on the inside, you'll start seeing it shine on the outside. His face shined. That's what we saw. And even his raiment. But it's not the first thing that happened. The light was in him. And when you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, eventually the world will see your face shine.
The sun hath shed its kindly light. Our harvesting is gladly o'er. Our fields have felt no killing blight. Our bins are filled with goodly store. From pestilence, fire, flood, and sword, we have been spared by thy decree. And now with humble hearts, O Lord, we come to pay our thanks to thee. We feel that had our merits been the measure of thy gifts to us, we erring children born of sin might not now be rejoicing thus. No deed of our hath brought us grace when thou were nigh our sight was dull. We hid in trembling from thy face, but thou, O God, wert merciful. The mighty hand o'er all the land hath still been open to bestow those blessings which our once demand from heaven whence all blessings flow. Thou hast with ever watchful eye looked down on us with holy care and from thy storehouse in the sky has scattered plenty everywhere. Then lift we up our songs of praise to thee, O Father good and kind. To thee we consecrate our days, be thine the temple of each mind. With incense sweet our banks ascend, before thy works our powers pall. Though we should strive years without end, we could not thank thee for them all. A Thanksgiving Poem by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Happy Thanksgiving from Bishop Merton and Pastor Sabrina Clark and the entire Trim Nation family. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1799. That's reference number 1799. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. In the hustle and bustle of everyday living, sometimes we miss moments, intimate moments with our children. And that is, I believe we need to pull them close, look them in the eye, and say, I love you. I'm with you. And I would like to encourage you today. Don't allow the sun to go down without you pulling your children close, up close, same air close, and tell them that Jesus loves them.
remember to tell them that you love them too. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.